which is the penitential week in St. Mary, uh, the penitential uh, Tropars at uh, Pre-Sanctified, Stakara and St. Andrew Cannon, which digs deep into the soul. Uh, so we come to this point in the week where we are, are in our Lenten journey where we are completing our work, our confessional work. So I expect the confessional lines to grow before Pascha. Grow. And you need to do your doing your work, so you come for confession. So God bless your efforts there. Um, so this this will be it. I'm going to give you a little bit of my confession today. So, <laughs> so you have to absolve me. <laughs> Amazing scripture this morning uh, from the Gospel of St. Mark. The Lord this, this, uh, they takes his 12 disciples and he describes to them What's going to happen to him? Behold, we are going to Jerusalem. Which they always feared because this is where there was a great uh, uh, persecution of Christians. Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees did not like Christians. We're going to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes. And they will condemn him to death. I'm sure they're still blinking their eyes. What, what are you saying here? You're the son of God, the king of glory, the creator of the universe. You say you're going to die. Not only die, but he said to deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him. They will scourge him. They will spit on him. And they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. What an amazing presentation the Lord gives to his disciples. And of course, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of the thuns, the thuns, the sons of thunder. The sons of thunder. The sons of thunder who are dear to Christ say, What can we do to help you? What can we do, Lord? It's important for us to, to make a stand with you. What can we do to help you? This is ridiculous. This cannot happen. We will stand up and do anything. Sacrifice anything for you. That's not what they said. It's bizarre what they said. It's, it's amazing what they said. After the Lord says this to them, they say, uh, Teacher, we would like that you should do whatever we desire for us to do for me. This is amazing. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you? He's probably going, these guys do not get it. <laughs> and they said to him, grant us to sit one on the right and one on the left in your glory. And Jesus said, not even rebuking them. You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized, and he said, We are able if you give us the right and the left. They didn't say that, but I think they were thinking that. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. The baptism which I baptize, you will be baptized. But the sin on my right, the sin on my left is not mine to grant, but it's to those who for whom it has been prepared. 
In fact, we know who sits on his right and left. Take a look. Right, left. The Baptist, the greatest born among women, the greatest Christian of all, the mother of God. That's the right and the left, not John and James. Little did they know. And it says then, because of this request, he said, then the others became indignant and began to uh, towards James and John. And Jesus called them and said to them, you know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them. And the great man exercised authority over them. But it should not be so among you. So he's going to give them the alternative to this request. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must serve all. For the Lord, the Son of Man, came not to be served, but to serve. To give his life as a ransom for men. So, um... The important thing here is, is my reaction to this. When I read this, I said, how could they do this? How, how could they do this? How could they want something after the Lord had showed them what he was going to do for them? And then I realized my confession. That's me. Lord, what can you do for me? Now that I'm a member of the kingdom, now that you've done everything for me, everything for me, now what, 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 what now, here's the things I want from you. Here's what I want from you. There's no point of serving. There's no point of serving here. There's the point here is that they wanted something from God, even in the midst of his pronouncing to them, their sac his sacrifice. So I think for me, and my confession is, you know, what in this kingdom benefits me? What in my relationship to God benefits me? So forgive me. Because it, it struck me that that's my presentation to the Lord. You know, what's in it for me? So, let's take a look at the, the dynamic of this as we uh, look at how it kind of unfolds. Uh, first of all, my place, my stuff. Okay? My place, my stuff. So the importance here is to see that we have a, an obligation uh, to be servants of God, but when we come into the kingdom and we demand a place and, a, and our stuff, that begins to cause other problems. Others become indignant when you demand stuff. When you start demanding stuff and, and settling in a place, others become indignant. It's a really interesting dynamic when you begin to think of it that way. You know, it's, it's very interesting, you know, I was watching, I, you watch parents with children. You need to share. You need to share. 
You ever parents tell you that, Gianni? Isabella? You need to share with each other. That's, that's, you need to give your stuff away. Be generous. Be generous. And when it comes to them, what do we do? We possess our place, our stuff. Okay? So we, we engage it that way. We hold on to it. We embrace it. whole issue then of my place, my stuff becomes really critical. Um, I remember two things about this. Uh, years ago, we had a beautiful uh, two things there. We had two beautiful things there. One was the Academy of Orthodox Theology. And I couldn't think of a better opportunity for us to engage the real life of the church and engage the knowledge of the church without this this, this beautiful thing called the Academy of Orthodox Theology, started by Father Richard, Father John, Father Peter, Father Jack, Father Gordon. And I said, this is going to last forever. <clears throat> and when Father Richard told me, I said, it was starting to look like it wasn't going to last forever. Father Richard said, if this has to, Father Nicholas, if this has to die with me, it's okay. Doesn't, he didn't possess it. He didn't hold on to it. And then I, we were, when we were struggling with St. John of Damascus Academy, I remember I was talking to Father Hopko about it, and uh, he said, you know, Father Nicholas, let me share a story I told St. Vladimir's Seminary. He said, when they were struggling with some things, he said to the, the board of directors of St. Vladimir's Seminary, you know, God does not need St. Vladimir's Seminary. You know, God doesn't need God, things come and go. Stuff comes and goes. And if we hold on to these things like sacred cows, guess what happens to people around us? They become indignant. Bothers them. Because <coughs> somehow we're holding on to something that we don't really need to hold on to. A place, a thing. That becomes so critical for us to understand. We have to deal with it in, that, in those regards. Not too possessive sit on my right and sit on my left. That's my place. That's my thing. Be careful. Be very careful. And then what happens then to when indignation begins? Others begin to judge. We become judges. We judge the people that judge us and we judge the, the, the situation. It, it's a very interesting dynamic. That's exactly what happened to the disciples. What happened to James and John? What was the direction that the spirit, that, that the spirits of the other disciples went? They went right at James and John. They became indignant toward them. So we have to understand that this this goal, this thing, that, that when we become possessive of something, it begins to cause judgment, not only on our part, but on the part of others toward us. So we have to be very careful of that. You know, there's that great story. It's even the, the, the story of this, this monk. In fact, I read it the other day in the prologue. Uh, he's not even named to even keep his identity, his humble identity away from us. But uh, he was a horrible monk. They didn't come to services on time. They didn't do his obedience as well. Uh, 
And then when he was ready to die, uh, they began to see angels surround, his, surround him. And uh, they, they, all the monks said, what's this? He was a bad monk. He said, well, I, he said the, the one thing that he, he never did is he never judged another person. Never judged anybody. And he says, he says, because of one thing, I heard a scripture one time, it said, judge not, lest you be judged. She says, I judge no one, so what did God do? Judge didn't judge him. No judgment. No judgment. So we see what a beautiful thing just to free, be freed from judgment. Be freed from judgment. And so that becomes really critical to us and important to us. Uh, and then finally, he says this about this whole process of having a place. And that is that uh, we are, we will begin to lord it over others. That's what the Gentiles will do. If you want a place and demand a place, hold a place where they get the Lord over other people. And then that becomes a kind of a protecting of my thing, protecting of my stuff, protecting my idea. And that becomes a, you begin to develop a, uh, an inability to have a servant relationship. You, to protect it, you have to be the Lord of it. You have to be the Lord of it. And protect. That's not a good place. So we have to understand that that's that's kind of the dynamic that we're taught by the Lord here. And the remedy is very simple: become a servant. Become a servant. Very important. Become a servant. And God, and I want to encourage each of you. God's going to put in front of you this week opportunities to serve others. In front of you, to serve somebody, to do something, to extend yourself to serve another. Do that. And then guess what's going to happen the week after that? He's going to give you more things to do. God wants you to be a servant, and He will give you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to serve. Just pay attention. Parents, serve your children. Children, serve your parents. Yes. Serve your friends. Do something nice for mom today. Okay? Do something nice. Extend yourself. Serve your community. Serve the people at work. Bring somebody a cup of coffee tomorrow. So, opportunities. Thousands of them to be a servant. And that's what the Lord says, that's what He came to do. And that's what I want you to do. So God bless us in this regard. May He help us be servants to all. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.